0: Did you see anything?
1: Welcome, foolish mortals, to All Hallows Always,
0: where one night of Halloween just isn't enough.
1: We are your hosts. I'm Jason.
0: And I'm Emily.
1: And we're here to get you acquainted to the ghosts of where we live, North Carolina.
0: There are just 349 days left till next Halloween. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of things we can do over the course of 349 days.
1: So last week... We talked about some of the haunted attractions here in North Carolina, the big shows that are put on with lots of money and you pay money to go see them. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the actual haunted attractions of North Carolina.
0: Real hauntings, real sightings by real people.
1: Uh, There are a lot of famous hauntings in North Carolina. Last week we talked about how there aren't a whole lot here in Greensboro, but Greensboro is just one city in the whole state, and the whole state has a lot of history. Of course North Carolina is one of the first places that there were actually colonies from the British, so Mm -hmm. just the colonized history of America has deep roots in this area. And even further back, I mean Native Americans have been living here for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and their traditions and their culture has had a lot of time to spend some tales about this area. Specifically, starting here in this city, there is one particular haunting that is pretty famous. It's been in several different published books, and it's fairly well known. I've seen some TV shows that have referenced it. Mm -hmm. It's a place in Jamestown, North Carolina, which is right next to Greensboro. It's stuck to it. And it's a place called Lydia's Bridge. Now, I've been there, and Lydia's Bridge is pretty cool.
0: I have been there, but I have not been there at night. I've just been there.
1: I mean, I used to drive past it all the time. I used to drive under the bridge Mm -hmm. all the time. But I have been out and been under the bridge middle of the night with flashlights and a group of goofball high schoolers because that's kind of what you do when you live in High Point and (laughs) have friends that like to do hoodrat stuff at night. So the story of Lydia's Bridge, it is a railroad bridge that cuts through Jamestown. There's a a station in Jamestown that it used to stop at and in, I believe it's in the 50s, there was a, a road that passed under a section of the bridge and the story goes that it was raining really, really hard one night and this young woman and her boyfriend were driving on their way to a dance at their school. They ran off the road right near the bridge, they crashed, and they both died in the accident. The, the haunting story part of it is that to this day, if you're driving under the bridge late at night, you will see the ghostly figure of a young woman. There have been people who have claimed that they've stopped When they saw her, because she's standing on the side of the road, clearly lost. She shouldn't be there in the middle of the night. They pick her up, and they ask her what's going on. She tells them that she needs to be driven home. She gives her address. It's a real address. They drive her all the way home, and then when they get to the door, or when they get to the house, they turn around, and she's gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some accounts go on to say that these people get out and go up to the door and knock on the door, and it's her family and whatever. I don't know if any of that has any validity. Right. But that's one of the most famous hauntings in the state. As I said, I've been to the bridge, and I've been under the bridge there. The section of the bridge that the road went through in the 50s is not the same as the one that you drive down now. Oh, I see. Yeah, they, they rebuilt the road and ch- and moved the overpass, so now it's 50 yards a bit further up the train tracks And the part that you drive under now Is just covered in graffiti mm-hmm. It's a high school tradition There's a, a high school right up the road called Ragsdale And it's a tradition for their seniors to go out And spray paint and graffiti this bridge And they, they don't clean it off Because it's just going to get covered up again anyway mm-hmm. And you know it's just It's a quirky little part of Jamestown the night that we, my friends and I went out to the bridge, it was the middle of the summer. We all worked at the same place, and we'd gotten off work, and we wanted to go out and check out the bridge. So we, we parked at a, an apartment complex that's next to it that has been built, and we got out and walked through a field next to a big power grid station, and the old portion of the bridge is covered in kudzu mm-hmm. now. Like there's a curtain of kudzu on either side. Well,
0: it, is it something that's standing still in North Carolina? Then it's covered in kudzu. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs>
1: that's fair but you go under and the underside of the bridge this the old section has also been very heavily graffitied but this is a lot more of the you know intentional vandalism right graffiti and we had a couple of flashlights and this is before the advent of flashlight on your cell phone Mm -hmm. sort of thing but we went out there and there's kind of a ledge that runs on either side of this tunnel it's a big like half circle tunnel Mm -hmm. the new section is very angular it's got corners and stuff, but the, the old section is just a rounded tunnel. And I was sitting on the ledge and one of my other friends had a flashlight that just suddenly went out. Of course. No explanation. They were good batteries. It was a good flashlight. We've used it before for some things and it went out. And while she was messing with it, trying to get it to come back on, I saw the figure of someone standing behind her. Wow. Um, I apparently was the only one to see it. And sure. And as soon as I saw her, the flashlight came back on and I, you know, I lost her. Mm-hmm. A few minutes later, later they were goofing off trying to read some of the graffiti around the stuff and it's you know it's pentagrams and it's right. curse words and you know high schoolers <laughs> who have nothing better to do with their evenings sure go out with spray paint but i walked to the opposite side of the the bridge the other aperture And looked out and saw the figure again, but this time standing on the bridge, Mm -hmm. like above my head. Right. And there again, as soon as I saw her, she darted away. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I decided that it was time to go. So that's my experience with Lydia's Bridge. I'd like to go out there sometime. We could totally go out there sometime.
0: We should do that. Well,
1: we'll make a trip of it.
0: So tell me about some other haunts, because I don't know anything about.
1: (laughs) About the ones in the area or in North Carolina specifically?
0: In North Carolina specifically.
1: Well, going from coast to mountains, the entire coastal section of North Carolina is riddled with pirate lore. Mm -hmm. this area was a hot spot for the Caribbean pirates they would come up this way before heading out back to open ocean specifically, Blackbeard had several homes up and down the coast Ocracoke Island and Ocracoke Sound Mm -hmm. uh, the city of Bath was a hot spot and there's a lot of legends a lot of uh, myths About hauntings there. There are people that say that they see Blackbeard wandering around the Ocracoke Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. They see a lantern that he's carrying walking around, just around in the lighthouse, on top of the lighthouse. There's a lot of haunting activity in Bath. There's some evidence to suggest that uh, there still is buried treasure Mm -hmm. in that area. Uh, Recently, A couple years ago, they found the Queen Anne's Revenge off the coast of North Carolina. Right. So, obviously, there's going to be some spiritual activity brought up from that. Then there's a lot of, there's a hot spot in Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a couple of different haunted houses in that area. One in particular called the Mordecai House. Mm -hmm. spelled Mordecai, but it's pronounced Mordecai. Right. I've never been to that one. I don't know a whole lot about it. But oh, well, it, I've
0: definitely heard of that, but I don't know what the actual legend
1: is. Uh, a plantation house that was built by, presumably, one of the founders of the city of Raleigh. A big plantation house. It's supposed to have a couple of different ghosts, most notably uh, a woman in gray who just kind of hovers around and hangs around. They've There are people that say they've heard her playing the piano mm-hmm. in the, the foyer of the house. There are some other places in Raleigh. That are also haunted. There's a place called Crybaby Lane. There was the site of an old orphanage that burned to the ground. Okay. It's supposed to be real creepy. Uh, a little bit further west, there's the Devil's Tramping Ground.
0: All right. What's that one about? Oh,
1: the Devil's trap. I've been there, too. It's real creepy. It's <laughs> about a 20-foot circle uh-huh. in the middle of the woods where nothing grows. Wow. There is no vegetation. Huh. It's just dirt, and it's a perfect circle.
0: That's very odd.
1: There are stories of groups of courageous, adventurous campers who have gone out and tried to sleep inside the circle Mm -hmm. and would wake up about a mile away.
0: Wow. Yeah. Can we try that?
1: We can try. (laughs) (laughs) The legend is that... This particular spot is one of the places where Satan himself comes up and paces around in a circle while thinking of ways to damn the human race. Right. Of course, there are some more scientific explanations. There are some people that claim that it used to be a Cherokee ritual site, okay, where they would have bonfires and all kinds of stuff in that one location, mm-hmm. and just the carbon from the fire and everything has turned it into this area. But right. It's but that doesn't
0: it, really explain why it's a perfect circle Right, yeah theres I mean, there's a lot of mystery
1: behind it Yeah, so, I, th-
0: I would be interested in going there
1: That one would be fun Devil's traffic Ground's a lot of fun <laughs> Moving further inland There is Gravity Hill Yes Gravity Hill is a location where it is said that... Uh, there are a couple different stories. One of them says that a mother and her child ran off the road and died in a car crash. The other, Another one says that it was a bus full of students, mm-hmm. young students, and the bus went off the road and killed everybody. But they say that if you park at the bottom of the hill, put your car in neutral, and put flour on the back of your car, mm-hmm. your car will roll itself up the hill.
0: Right. I think and just then, about every town, <laughs> yeah, there's, or at there's least every state, like has,
1: has one of those stories. And this one's unique, though, in that you get out of the car when you're at the top of the hill and you can see handprints mm-hmm. in the flower that you have got. Right. In. Right. There was
0: there was one of those in Texas. We had, Okay. It was right by a railroad crossing and the the story was that in I believe it was in the 60s or in the 70s, uh a school bus, something happened and it got hit by a train and all the children died. And the legend is that if you put your car in neutral that uh and put flour on the back of your car, mm-hmm. that the children will push you across the train tracks to safety. Right. So, um what they've discovered is that it is in fact while it looks like it is downhill or rather while it looks like it is uphill you're actually rolling downhill. They've tried to reproduce the handprints that so many witnesses describe. No one's ever been able to provide proof of that, but there's, you know, there's a ton of stories about the the children's handprints from that one in in Texas.
1: I mean, there there are all sorts of stories and some of them can be corroborated and some of them can yeah i'm not Um, saying
0: they're all true or all false
1: there's one that's actually pretty close to us Mm -hmm. the strawberry bridge spirit the beast of strawberry bridge now i've got a
0: lot of experience with the beast tell us about the beast so, Strawberry Bridge is just off of Strawberry Road. There's the, the trail that goes back into the woods. And as you're walking back through the trail, it used to be a dirt path. It's now paved. But as you start out on this, what used to be the dirt path, there's a big field of kudzu. Mm. In that field, you can see light, like little little lights, which is very odd. Uh, and there's a bunch of cold spots. Like, as you're walking, you just huh. randomly will feel a cold spot pass through your shoulder or your hand yeah. or your face or your leg. Very unusual. As you keep going and you're following the edge of the the water of the lake, um, you keep going and the path splits. It goes into the woods That stays along the side of the the water Or you can go on the higher ground If you go into the woods You will hear something stalking You you will hear the occasional Footstep You are aware that there is movement You feel like you're being watched And I'm not sure What exactly the legend is But it's just always been called The Beast of Strawberry Bridge All of this is before you actually get to the bridge Right The bridge, there's all sorts of stories of apparitions. If you're standing on one side of the bridge, you can supposedly, if you look, if you stand on the far side of the bridge and look back toward the trail in the woods, Uh um, you can see a, a woman in white. Okay. I've never seen that. Um, the, all the weird things I have seen out there I've never seen the woman in white But the beast is definitely real And if I had to guess I would say that the, the beast is probably A cougar yeah. Which is creepy enough um, I don't think it's anything supernatural I think there's a cougar that lives out there.
1: And Here's the thing about that theory, though, is that there has never been any documented evidence of mountain lions in this area. Actually, there has.
0: Really? Yes. I went to Battleground Park, and you know how they have the little nature yeah. thing? Well, I talked to the guys there, and I was like, so have there been documented cougar sightings uh-huh. in this area? And they said, oh yeah, all through, huh. all through the Strawberry Road area, all through Summerfield and Oak Ridge and all through in fact in Battleground Park. Interesting. Yes. So they said that it's difficult to get evidence because they are so quick, but yeah, uh, people don't super stealthy. Don't tend to take pictures, so it's documented in that there are a lot of um, I'm making finger quotes sightings. Yeah. There's a lot of corroborated reported sightings huh. of cougars and mountain yeah. lions. So, of course, I asked, um, you know, "Is it possible that the Beast of Strawberry Bridge is a cougar?" And they said, "Very likely." Yeah, yeah. they said they find a lot of animals that have been mauled <laughs> right. in that area, huh. which actually is part of the, the the legend of the Beast of Yeah. You know, it's it's just not as mysterious I think as people make it out to be. But that is definitely a creepy area. The lights and the cold spots. No explanation for that.
1: There are other big cat monsters in North Carolina, too. Yes. So, and it could be related to that. It could be something completely different. There's one that has to do with a big cat, and it's the, it's a different beast. It's the Mm -hmm. beast of Bladenboro. Right. That story is that in the 50s, out of the blue, just completely randomly, there was a rash of livestock maulings. Yeah. Like livestock and dogs and. Family pets wound up dead all at the same time, mm-hmm. and they had been completely drained of blood. Interesting. So you know, a lot of speculation went up. There was talk of a chupacabra type mm-hmm. beast, and there were sightings of a giant feral cat. Mm-hmm. Not like a not like a mountain not lion, like, but yeah. like a giant cat that was beastly. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened that once. There were a few sightings, and then it disappeared until 2009, fifty some odd years later, and the exact same thing. Happened again. There were animals that wound up dead Drained of blood There were sightings of this giant cat beast Interesting No documentation whatsoever Because no one could ever get a picture of it And of course they documented the, the animals dying But that's in Bladenboro That's a little bit closer to Raleigh yeah, that um, um, it's a little further out of mountain lion range.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like uh the creeper in cat form. Yeah, <laughs> like it wakes yeah. up every so every x number of years to feed. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that's creepy. So moving further west, there and a little bit north, there's Grandfather Mountain. They've got some both Native American and mm-hmm. post stories there's a phantom hiker mm-hmm. who is supposed to to wander around the paths and just kind of accompany people on their, their walks mm-hmm. supposed to be dressed in like mid 19th century garb as he he hikes yeah. about there's stuff at, at blowing rock which is another mountainous trail further mm-hmm.
0: there's the um the brown mountain lights
1: those are very unusual the brown mountain lights There is mean, you can go out and see those on a nightly basis yeah Yes, they they, occur. it
0: occurs every night. Um, they can't be seen every night, but as I understand, um, it's not every
1: single night, but it's it's more or less every night. Yeah, the the Brown Mountain lights they they're just orbs of light mm-hmm. that appear on the side of this one mountain in the mm-hmm. same place. Like now there's clockwork. a couple of stories.
0: Yeah. that um like legends that that go to explain these lights one of them is the the story has it that they're the spirits of people carrying lanterns out looking for runaway slaves okay yeah That's, that makes sense yeah I mean, it's in the Pisgah area that yeah. was
1: that was kind of a, a big place for the underground railroad
0: mm-hmm. the other story is that they are themselves the spirits of slaves who have lost their way while trying to run they're That's,
1: the story that go even further back that say that they are Cherokee women searching mm-hmm. for their, their warrior husbands who had died in battle. Yeah. So no one knows what they are, but people have been seeing these lights for years, yeah. hundreds of years, mm-hmm. and they still happen today. Yeah. Um, so the Brown Mountain Lights are pretty cool. And about as far west as you can go in North Carolina, there is the Biltmore Estate. Yes. Now, for a building that has had as much history as that one, It was constructed by George Washington Vanderbilt, who was filthy rich. I believe his father was a railroad tycoon, so he put in a ton of time and money into this giant house, this huge mansion in the middle of the woods out in North Carolina. Uh, So it had all of this grandiose attention put into it. For all of that, there is relatively very little spiritual activity in the house.
0: Yeah, I've Um, I've been there, and the, the most unsettling thing was the fact that I did not know where in the house I was at any given point because it's huge and it's a labyrinth. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but I think that was the most unsettling. There were a few rooms where I got a sort of hair standing up on the back of my neck sort of feeling. The house is
1: gorgeous. It is. They have an enormous dining hall with a full pipe organ Mm -hmm. in, in the wall. There's a full size swimming pool in the basement. They have a bowling alley. I mean, none of this stuff is used anymore. The, the pipe right. organ is. I was, I've been there when they were playing the organ, which was gorgeous. You can hear the music throughout the entire house. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. But they had servants' quarters. Mm-hmm. And those rooms are tiny little closets compared to the, the main bedrooms. Mm-hmm. You can just imagine people sitting down there and stewing for eternity. Mm-hmm. Most of the activity that's reported is seeing George Washington Vanderbilt still roaming around in the estate. They've seen him on the grounds and in the gardens. They've seen him through windows. And a lot of it is auditory in nature. They've heard pool parties happening in the pool. Hmm even though the pool hasn't had water in it in 70 years. Right. They've heard people bowling in the bowling alley. Just crazy stuff. But none of it seems malicious. It's all pretty benign. Just Yeah. Kind of kind of creepy. Old like a, house, like a residual a, as opposed to yeah. an intelligent. Yeah, had a lot of publicity in the house and this energy has just been retained and held on to by the location. Right. So not all of the haunting activity in North Carolina, just like anywhere else, is documented. Right, is held onto in the public knowledge. Mm-hmm. There are tons of haunted houses everywhere. Oh yes, and there are some that I've been to right here in Greensboro. I know that you have as well. I actually the house that I lived in when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I was pretty darn sure it was haunted. Yeah, I lived off of Chimney Rock Road down in High Point, and. It was this big farmhouse, and there was a big barn next to it. None of it's still there. It's been demolished and turned into an apartment complex, which is kind of sad to see. Mm -hmm. But one of my very early memories is lying in my bed. My room was on the second floor. had a sloped ceiling because it was under the roof. Mm -hmm. I remember lying in my bed and watching these blue glowing hands coming around the outside edges of my door. Wow. I don't know if that was in my mind or just some very vivid nightmare that I had. Yeah. But I could see every time I walked past the barn. I never actually got the courage to go into the barn. But every time I walk past it, I swear I can see people moving around. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the history of this house was, but I knew that at least the barn was very, very haunted. Yeah. The house, I think, was haunted by no more than a couple of mice, (laughs) but but the barn was creepy. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gone in there as a kid. I know that you've had some haunting experience. Yes. Around the same area.
0: Yeah. Um, the house that I lived in in High Point was inexplicably haunted. It was Rhonda's mother's house. It was She grew up there. Happy place. Nothing sinister. Yeah. When Rhonda's mother passed away, they needed someone to live in the house. I needed a place to live. Things worked out. But it was just after one of Rhonda's mother's friends came and took Rhonda's mother's cat. The Cat left the house. Uh-huh. You know, of course, in Egyptian mythology, it's the cats that are the wards of the evil spirits. Yeah. Well, that may be somewhat true, because the cat left, and weird things started happening. Huh. I would hear footsteps above me. There was not room in that attic to walk around, but I would hear footsteps. There was a bat in the attic, which may have been responsible for the noises, but <laughs> how did the bat get there, and why was there a bat? Yeah. There was... the the lights would change. The long hallway that went back from the living room to past all the bedrooms to the back of the house had a light switch on each end, and I I would turn the light switch on, on one end, and the light would go off, and the light switch on my end had not changed. Huh. hmm But the one at the far end had. So, it
1: had physically been physically flipped.
0: Physically been flipped. Huh. Yep. Very, very odd. Thanks. The television would turn on and off. In fact, I had a little fight with the uh, VCR one time. <laughs> I, yeah, a VCR. Now, kids, a VCR is a thing that plays <laughs> tapes. It was before DVDs. Anyway. <laughs> So I, I turned off the, I hit the power button on the VCR yeah. and put the remote down and the VCR turned back on, I hit the power button again. It happened again. And it got to be faster. Like I would hit the power button and it would immediately come back on Oh man! and I hit the power button again at some point after it was, you know, right after uh-huh. it was very, very quick. And I hit the power button thinking, okay, this is the last time I'm going to do it. And it doesn't come back on. And I waited a second. Didn't come back on. And I thought, ha, put the remote down, it came back on. I was just antagonizing mm-hmm. it. Mm hmm. So
1: at what point did you unplug the VCU? At that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. It did not come back on after I unplugged it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> that would have been real bad. So there was that. Uh, there was, I mean, just strange things happening. The animals were going crazy between the bat and the attic and a random dog. I hear this scratching noise, which freaked me out, but I, I went and opened the back door and this dog runs in the house. Huh. The dog sits and wags its tail and looks up at me and I started petting it and it sort sort of started sniffing around the house, went back toward the, the hallway, toward the bedrooms, started whining, and then ran to the door and wanted out. And I was like, I have no idea what just happened, but I let it out. So, huh. yeah, it, I mean, it's it stayed with me for a little bit, like sort of sat with me and just yeah. sort of was there. And then it got freaked out and left.
1: Did it ever come back? No, that
0: was the first, last, and only time I ever saw that dog. I did not see anyone in that neighborhood walking that dog. It was very random.
1: That's real weird. Yeah,
0: it was extremely odd. And that's just one of the many things. I would see lights and weird little orbs and stuff saw a reflection of a full body person in the television one time when I turned off the television. Oh. I, that you could see where the television was positioned, you could see back down the hallway. Yeah. And I had turned the light, the light had been off in the hallway. Mm. When I turned the television off, it was a silhouette just for a second. And when I turned, the light in the hallway was off. Nothing would have been silhouetted. Right. So it was very,
1: very just odd. Just kind of a darkness. Uh-huh. A dark yeah. person shape. Yeah. That's terrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and um, other weird things. Uh, at one point, there was um, electrical wires wrapped around one of the burners on the stove. I don't know why the wire would have been there, but that happened. That was one of the first things that happened. And yeah. uh, I, I thought to myself, why would they have done that?
1: Right. So the crew that I went to Lydia's Bridge with, that wasn't the only haunted place that we had visited. Uh, before we went to Lydia's Bridge, a few weeks before, we went to a different house out in that area, in the High Point Jamestown area. Mm-hmm. Another one that is no longer standing and has been turned into apartment complexes. But it was this old house that had been there for a long time. And there, again, it had been trashed by kids. It was full of beer cans and mm-hmm. God knows what else. But as we were going in, this was late at night. The porch was swarming with hornets. And this was like 11 o'clock at night. Hornets usually aren't out that late. Right. We go in and my buddy John is kind of poking around and gets a splinter in his finger. Randomly. I don't think he was even touching anything. Huh. But he got a splinter, and so we decided to leave. And as we were leaving, I looked back at the house, and there was a figure of a girl standing in the the top window. Wow. None of us had gone up into the top because the stairs had gone out. Yeah. Like, the stairs were crumbling. Yeah. And you would would have had to climb to get up to the second floor. Yeah, that's... really weird there was a girl standing in the window I actually wrote a short story I about it. it yeah
0: there was a house in my old neighborhood um, out sort of on the the outskirts of Greensboro near Colfax and um, there was a house that was half built in our neighborhood uh, there was not a road that went to it not even a driveway it was just in the middle of the woods. Huh. Um, it has since been paved over and there's houses there, but of at the time it was a half built house. Yeah. The strangest thing was it, there were, there were work vans, three of them that were parked near the house. Why? the I mean, the story was that a guy had started building this house for yeah. him and his wife to live in, and the wife died. So he abandoned the work on the house. Whatever the case, why, if they weren't working on the house, why would the work crews leave their oh, vans?
1: Leave all their stuff.
0: Yeah. There were tools huh. and vans, and the tools, most of them were gone. I mean, it was... Yeah.
1: That's freaky.
0: But yeah, there were there were a couple of like hammers and some saws mm-hmm. and stuff that were left and it was oh. very weird. Uh we used to, you know, in our child minds we were like, I mean, we were, t- I don't know, 11 or 12. We thought, we know we're trespassing because it's posted. So if we just rip down the posted signs, then we can just tell the cops if they question us about it that, well, it wasn't posted. We didn't know we were trespassing. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh, yeah, th- that's, that Plausible was our logic. Yeah, that was our logic. But we, every time we went out there, we would rip down the posted signs, and they were always put back up. Yeah. But no other work was ever done on that house. Huh. And the other really freaky thing. Some of the trees had sticks leaning up against them. I don't mean like there's a tree with a stick leaning up against it. I mean like lots of sticks around the same length leaning up against the trunk of the tree like, 360 degrees. Like a,
1: like a fire, like a stake with like kindling laid out to burn? No. Or?
0: No. Like literally like somebody was making tree teepees. These sticks that were about two feet Two and a half feet in length. Yeah. Leaning up against the tree, all the way around the tree. It looked That's like the tree weird. was wearing a grass skirt, but huh. way creepier than that. <laughs> no explanation for why those those sticks were there. Super
1: creepy. Yeah,
0: and it was like three or four trees, just like that. Huh. There was also um an area where there were several mounds in the in the ground. And I to this day do not know what those were, but it looked very much like graves. Yeah. <laughs> like unmarked graves. So of course we were like, that's where the work crew is buried. <laughs> ah! it's making
1: up stories.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like that area is more more active with the supernatural kind of stuff yeah. than than where we live currently mm-hmm. I have a friend who lived in a, in a house in one of the big subdivisions out there for a long time and she had the residual spirit of a little boy living in her in her bedroom wow and she just took it as rote. yeah after a while and she would tell me about him coming to visit her at night and it wasn't really visiting because yeah. it was it was more like a memory being replayed over right, and over right like again. a residual yeah. But, you know, she, in her mind, made friends with this little boy. That's kind of so, neat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an it was an interesting thing. I wish I had gotten to see him. but her family's since moved out of the house and yeah. gone else, elsewhere. So we've talked about a bunch of the different stories in the area, in the state. Mm-hmm. I know that we've missed a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you, the listeners, know of any other good ghost stories here in north carolina or any good ghost stories where you live uh write it in. tell us about it we would love to hear from you absolutely you can always leave comments on our facebook page where you can find us at all hell as always
0: we always welcome questions or suggestions or comments on the show uh you can also email us At allhallowsalways at gmail.com.
1: Also, catch us on iTunes. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us and hear our content every single week. And when you do, you can sign up and give us a rating of five stars and give us some comments. That'll help out with the, the iTunes magic that happens. You can keep track of us on Irrelevant But Awesome. They're currently doing a watch-through of the entire West Wing. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're watching the whole show. Uh, So if you want to join in on that, they're doing that. IrrelevantButAwesome.blogspot.com We also have our own All Hallows Always blogspot, so you can find us there. And we're on Twitter, at All Hallow Always.
0: And uh, while you're checking out Irrelevant But Awesome, make sure to check out our sister podcast, Classy Ring Attire, all about rasslin'. <laughs> uh, next time we're going to be
1: talking about phobias. Mm-hmm. And what scares you. So keep that in mind. Until next time, have a good night. And happy Halloween.
0: Tonight, this time
1: tomorrow. We're going all Hallows Always An irrelevant but awesome production